Welcome to the next, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Justin Hartung. And I'm Fanny Darling. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers on this podcast for anything we talk about, but we are going to do our best to let you know that they are coming. Now the leaves are turning, the air is crisp, and the pumpkin spice is flowing. Well... Maybe only the last one is true, but fall is here, and we've got a preview about the movies, TV, books, and music we're looking forward to in the coming months. Plus, we've got thoughts about the new Dark Crystal series on Netflix. Or at least, I do. Because Fanny don't play that shit. All right, as always, uh, please rate and review us on the iTunes app or wherever you're able to do such things. Uh, it helps people find us. We really appreciate it. Um, and also, as uh, always, we're going to talk, talk about pop culture this week before we dive into our fall preview. Fanny, what did you do in pop culture this week? Sleeping doesn't count. I mean, it's been that kind of summer. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, school's back in session. I go home. I go to sleep. And uh, but I Parker and I did go to see Ready or Not with Samira Weaving, who is not Margot Robbie. For anyone who's interested, or not Anne Hathaway, yeah, super not Anne Hathaway. I'm not even sure where you came up with that one. Face but blindness. Also, the nerdy kid from the OC is in it, and Henry Sergeny Sergeny. I can't ever pronounce that guy's last name. Who's in like every nighttime soap since like Dynasty. This is the movie about the crazy family of turns out to be Satan worshippers. That's pretty obvious from the previews, so I don't feel like that's a big uh, uh, spoiler. Who, every time somebody marries into the family, they have to play a game. If the game is hide-and-go-seek, they gotta kill ya. Um, th- that's what the movie's about. That's about all I really have to say about this movie. It's funny. It's very well acted. Samara Weaving, you do like her. She's a very likable actor. I hope she continues to get work. I had a great time. We giggled crazily. It doesn't have a ton to say, except that, you know, rich people and devil worshippers might not always have the best, your best interest in mind. That seems to be the main message of this film and also run like hell and if you've got a train on your dress tear it off so i don't want to give away any spoilers for this movie but i do have a question okay do they so is every potential bride like is the goal to get somebody married or is the goal to kill somebody or is that spoilers it's not really spoilers very early on you learn that every time somebody gets married and of course they want to continue the family right but then they come in they have to Pull a card from a box. If it's checkers, you play checkers. You don't get killed. The only time anybody goes into the most dangerous game aspect of it is if the game is hide and seek. Okay, so there's sometimes marriage and sometimes just yes. uh, spouse or fiance yes, sacrifice. Murder. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll rent it. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. There, it, there is a lot of blood in this movie. <laughs> now, it is comic and over-the-top blood, but there's a lot of blood, and there is some slicing flesh that might not Ooh. make you real happy. Yuck. It's quick, but okay. there's sometimes you might want to read the parental advisories from the <laughs> Christians about the Satan-worshipping movie. Uh, Thank you, Christians. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> Satan-worshippers. All right. Uh, that is literally just about all I did in pop culture besides finish my Will Trent book. 
Should we talk about what we both saw? Because yeah, we saw a couple good. things together. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, we saw them concurrently. Together. Yes. Uh, well, we saw one together, one we watched separately. Oh, yeah. my God. You people don't care that much about <laughs> about who watched what, when, and where. No. We went to see Loose, which is uh, Julius Ona. Is that how you pronounce that? I think so. He is also the man that directed The Cloverfield Paradox. We live tweeted that. I'm sure many of our devoted fans remember. <laughs> I remember. I was there. Stars uh, Kelvin Harrison, Tim Roth, Octavia Spencer, and Naomi Watts. What'd you think? Um, I liked it. I feel like maybe I, I liked it more than you. I don't know. We'll find out in a second. Um, it's based on a play, as as you mentioned. It's um, I thought the performances were excellent, starting from the top with Kelvin Harrison as his kid. Um, the, the general plot of this thing is um, Naomi Watts and Tim Roth have adopted a kid from Eritrea. Turns out pretty um, early on in the movie, this isn't spoilers, they reveal that he was a child soldier. Um, and when he was up until he was seven, I guess. Yeah. And so it's sort of, you know, they've done their best to raise him and he ends up being this crazy, you know, scholar athlete. I guess we don't know if he's both. a scholar, but he seems like he's both. Oh um, yeah. No, no. Cause he was going to be valedictorian. Oh, yeah. Tim no, Roth both, mumbles right. that at some yep. point. And, um, super charming. And basically, uh, Octavia Spencer finds, well not finds, uh, reads one of his papers and begins to suspect that, he may have some sociopathic tendencies, and there's a bit of a mystery about kind of who is framing who, and it's an exploration of, ultimately, and I think this is the thing I liked about it, an exploration of what stereotypes mean uh, between uh, you know minorities and majority groups, whatever that means. It's such a slippery term, but you know what I mean? And also within minority groups, um, what stereotypes and expectations people have and the pressures they put on each other. Um, I liked that this movie kept twisting my expectations about where it was going. I did not see how this thing was going to end. I, I kind of created maybe more complicated uh, sort of resolutions in my mind than the movie actually delivered. And so I can say it was a disappointment maybe that way. But I thought everything it raised, this is the kind of movie that, uh, well, sort of was previously made in things like Six Degrees of Separation, which was also based on a play. I think Hollywood is increasingly not funding these kind of movies with the star power that uh, you see in this movie. So I appreciate that. I think there's a huge part of that that I really um, just enjoyed watching, uh, you know, sort of thoughtful, quiet movie with a lot of amazing acting in it and some some thought-provoking stuff. I don't know that it all came together. Um, that's kind of all I have to say about it. I think it's worth seeing. I think it's probably a great rental more than anything. Uh, what did you think? I agree with just about everything you said. I do think the performances were great. I would recommend renting it so that when your butt falls asleep, you can walk around your uh, living room. I could not do that. And again, I was in the squeaky seat at the Shattuck. So every time I did move and try and get comfortable, I felt like I was irritating absolutely everyone in the theater. Um, performances are great. Tim Roth needs to learn how to speak up. I don't care if you're mic'd, dude. No one can hear you. It is true. And it, I know he's doing it because he's trying to hide the fact that he cannot do an American accent. So all directors out there right now, I'm putting a plea out to you. I am, I'm giving you a nix. I am nixing having Tim Roth play an American. <laughs> Stop it. I love it. Just cut it out. It, nobody, nobody wins because Tim Roth's a good actor. Tim Roth's a good looking man. He's fun to watch. I like him. I can't hear him because he's doing this because he's trying not to say any rounds. 
And so you miss half the plot, like the fact that the guy was a valedictorian. Anyway, that's my rant. That's my Nick's. Tim Roth is an American. Charlie Hunnam, you're next. Um, <laughs> and that's Luce, L-U-C-E, yes. if you're interested. And it's the kid's name. It, yeah. Everybody was good. Again, I think the, your ideas about how they could have come to the, the conclusion and the sort of ambiguity was much, would have been much more interesting than what they came up with. And I feel like, with, I don't want to go into spoilers, I feel like what they came up with kind of put a few problematic things up at the top. So if you want to tell us, if you see Luce, go see Luce, tell us what you think, and we'll do spoilers online. Also, Octavia Spencer, who I'm sometimes not, I, I feel like sometimes she doesn't live up to like the hype of right. everything she's gotten. Like, she, was, she was fine. She's great <laughs> she in this movie. really good. Um, probably one of her career best performances. Yeah, well, I agree. I think so. she, I thought she was great and yeah. very low-key and projected her character's feelings incredibly well and there was a lot of depth to those feelings and it was good i I thought she was great i thought everybody was great i just didn't think the movie was great yeah and we also watched on hulu i believe sharon horgan's i don't know if she's a showrunner on this i I just assume that she is just because she always is and she usually usually the stuff that she does on tv she has written for but i would i'll have to fact check that uh and aslin can't think of the, the woman's last name. Uh, play sisters on a show called This Way Up, which is Sharon Horgan for once plays the one that isn't falling apart, who has picked her uh, sister up from rehab and is trying to continue living her life normally while helping her sister stay on her feet. What did you think, Justin? I saw two episodes of this, and um, I really liked it. I think I will continue to watch it. It's one of those shows... That is very funny, very frothy. I like shows that, you know, focus on sisters in that sort of way. I'm sort of a sucker for those. People have talked about this as having some flea bag in its DNA. It's sort of true. It's about some fucked up honest characters, and two of them happen to be sisters. Right. Um, but uh, I really enjoy the lead performance of this woman whose name we can't remember. We will look it up later and tweet it out. Um, she is fantastic and funny, and uh, I really do like uh, Sharon Horgan. Um I think the one thing that I'll say about this show is, unlike Fleabag, it it feels like it's going to be a show you need to watch in its entirety to know how you feel about it. Each episode is very kind of a slice of something you hope is going to be something bigger. Um, or it could just sort of, you know, spin its gears into frothy nothingness um, with a delightful Irish accent. Um, but we'll see. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I... I- really like Sharon Horgan uh, a lot. Um, and I think she's very funny. Uh, it was fun to see her play the together one and, and the sort of irritated with the everyone around her um, falling apart. Thought that was great. I really like uh, Tobias Menzies, I think. Uh, he, he was on Game of Thrones. He played uh, Caitlin's brother who was sort of you know that's who he is hapless and he was on he was on catastrophe in the first season i think this is another reason i think this is a sharon horgan show because she puts him in stuff with with her i think they're friends um and he plays a character that comes into contact with the sis with the falling apart sister in what seems to be going toward maybe a romance will they won't they but he's this kind of very stiff british 
dad who has ended up with the son that he never meant to raise and he's great and i really like him i thought both performances were good the sharon horgan's boyfriend is all is an actor i always like and recognize i don't couldn't tell you what i recognize him from but every time i see him he's good so it was funny it's not the perfection of fleabag but i will definitely continue watching it yeah me too um nice to have some new just kind of low-key drama shows like yes. that like comedic drama shows she is aisling b ah cool. b-e-a um so i will talk about a few things i've seen i actually did a fair amount this week nice um, i started watching the first three episodes of the dark crystal age of resistance as i mentioned at the top of the show this is all me um fanny's eye rolling across the table will not be broadcast in uh you know, uh, you can all feel it. Form. Um, as we've talked about on the show, I am a huge, I think I've talked about on the show, I'm a huge fan of the 1982 movie Dark Crystal, which was uh, the superlative Jim Henson movie. I'm sorry, Labyrinth people out there, you are suckers if you think Labyrinth is a better movie than Dark Crystal. Wow. That's um, at Justin Hart Tongue. <laughs> uh, this was full fledged crazy elf quest level fantasy everything was so gorgeously wrought use the puppets and puppets in a really just perfect way um it i mean there are so many images from that movie i rewatched it recently there's so many movie images that are burned into my brain as being kind of horrifying or completely fantastic uh this was what i wanted from fantasy when i was 10 years old this movie kind of blew me away uh upon rewatching it it's a little slow i don't think it uh nails the second half very well at all um but i think the themes actually there's um a whole running theme in the dark crystal about sort of an elite uh sort of vulture-like species that is enslaving and torturing the rest of this planet's inhabitants um i think the metaphors there are pretty clear what it is it's uh you know just sort of there's a lot of climate stuff that you can read into it about sort of these overlords just sucking the natural resources dry and enslaving people through class means to um, keep living. Is basically well, that sounds uplifting. Yeah, it's it's some it's some dark stuff. That crystal oh, is dark. Oh god. Um, Age of Resistance is the Netflix series. Obviously, uh, this is the Henson Workshop. Although there are a lot of new talents involved, a lot of names I didn't recognize. Louis Leterrier is a director who has done. He, I think he did the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk movie. Not good. So my expectations were a little low about this thing. It's also been cooking forever, and people didn't know whether it was ever going to come out. And I know it was a lot of behind the scenes drama. Uh, the first episode has Sigourney Weaver doing a very long narration about the sort of beginning of the world. I should also say this is a prequel to the movie, so it sort of sets up how the world of the Dark Crystal got to the point it's at when the movie starts. Um, There's a lot of narration getting you going. The first episode's a little rough. Very quickly, though, I was pretty sucked in. I have three episodes in. I'm going to watch this thing all the way to the end. I think it does an amazing job of really continuing the exact look and feel of the movie in a really kind of crazy way right down to to be fair the puppets being a little um I, i'm doing a hand motion here it's uh the, the mouth movements are shall we say a little limited so you never get quite caught up in the emotionality of the story because they look like they're just going mah, 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 if you look at their mouths um there are fantastic creature designs uh more in this than there ever were they use a little bit of cgi i mean they use a fair amount of cgi to sort of 
make all these new creatures sort of fit into a bigger world. Um, there's a lot of returning characters, including my favorite character from the uh, movie series The Chamberlain, here voiced by Simon, Simon Pegg. You might know him better as the Skeksis villain that goes, every 10 seconds. Um, so The Dark Crystal, Netflix, there's 10 episodes. I love it. I'm fully in. Uh, I can't wait to see where it goes. This thing is way better than it had any right to be. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts. Also, I saw Where'd You Go Bernadette? Last week I talked about the book, which I had read. Uh, I finally saw the movie just because there was nothing else to go see. <laughs> I thought it sounded kind of fun. Uh, Kate Blanchett is amazing in this. Uh, it's just as I sort of predicted and anticipated. She makes it worth seeing. Uh, it doesn't work super well as a, a story it's uh the movie kind of dispenses with the mystery of the book which is where Jacob Bernadette um and it suffers a little bit from that because there's really no suspense and the second half of the movie is sort of the the son and the the daughter retracing the steps of Bernadette but you sort of already know where she is and it's just not I don't know it doesn't really work in the movie context um but overall I enjoyed it uh I don't think it's something to run out and see in the theaters again probably a good rental mostly just for Kate Blanchett's performance uh I watched the HBO documentary documentary Untouchable about Harvey Weinstein and his awful 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 sexual harassment uh cases and rape accusations this movie is really difficult to watch it is I don't know five or so women including Rosanna Arquette who's probably the biggest sort of profile person in it, just recounting all of their horrific stories. Um, and it's hard to watch. I don't know. I mean, it's important. What can you say about a movie like this? But women should have these stories told. Um, anybody who's just sort of, you know, looked at the headlines about Weinstein, but not read them, you know, the actual stories, and maybe this will reach them in a way. Um, yeah. Uh, what was crazy to me was after hearing all these stories and looking up, um, the current status of the case, he's out on bail. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know the trial's picking back up again, and so hopefully he's going to go to jail for a while, but who knows? I mean, the movie's name, Untouchable, does seem to sort of set up, you know, a little expectation of this guy is, you know, going to be able to weasel his way out of it. There's a scene in the movie where somebody talks about seeing him two years ago at a, you know, Clinton fundraiser or something big and just thinking... How and, and she, this woman knew all of the stuff about him, and she right. thought, "How does he still have so much power and, and sway?" And it's just that's super depressing. And so maybe it's worth seeing just because it's a good exploration of how this person was able to do this for so long. It's horrible. Um, it's insane, and it's also insane to think about how many women in the documentary talk about just kind of like. I thought this was just what I had to do. This was just built into the system. The system was rigged against me. And of course, I feel terrible about falling for that. As you know, somebody who wanted to be famous in Hollywood, you sort of are prepared to deal with a little of that stuff. But in that moment, you don't separate. You should be, I mean, you got to pay your dues is a term that, that you put through. But that, that should be... You got to shovel a little bit of shit, exactly. not you should get groped and be treated like crap. Yeah. And, you know, you got to put your flirt with somebody. No, no, no. I don't think so either. That's what flirting. I mean. You should, like, for me, like you got to pay your dues is you got to put in your time. You yeah. got to learn your lessons, yeah. not you got to, you know, 
I'm, anything I can think to say right now yeah. takes such a terrible connotation and and cheapens the joke. But it Hollywood that's is, what Hollywood has turned the idea of. You have to work your way, and then you can turn around and be crappy to somebody else. Yeah. and that's awful. It's so fucked up. It's so depressing. Yeah. Um. Sort of related in a different way. I saw Rocket Man finally, or at least most of it. I'm a little annoyed. I'm, I'm giving a little nicks to uh, Voodoo. I rented this movie and then thought I at least had 48 hours, but apparently they're like 24 hour rentals, which That's I always stupid. forget. Um, this isn't a great movie. Um, Taron Edgerton is amazing. He certainly just wins. I love him. I think he's great. All the praise he's been getting is well deserved. I mostly was like, I don't really like a lot of Elton John songs from the very beginning. I do not care about this music. I don't understand. I get the people out there love it. If you don't love his music, then it's hard to latch in onto the movie. Like the Queen movie was bad, but at least I sort of like those songs better. Right. Um, I, Elton John just bores the hell out of me. I'm sorry. Um, he is great. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard is fantastic as his mother. Really surprised me. I'm dying to know your thoughts on her accent in this movie. Um, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, but And there's some fantastic... Wait, but, Bryce Dallas Howard does a British accent. And it's great. I mean, um, we'll that's see. that's my... Now we need to follow up with you. I might have to ask Jack about that. Exactly. <laughs> um, and as much as I didn't like the songs Dave pointed out, uh, the, the musical numbers themselves really captured a terrific energy that you don't often see in... And he does his own singing, right? Yep. And uh, so there's... I, I enjoyed the sort of all-around effort put into this movie more than I enjoyed the actual movie itself. Um, finally, I want to just tell everyone to go watch uh, our favorite hero, everybody's favorite hero, Lizzo. Uh, she... I don't know. This is from some talk show or something. There's a video out right now, which is basically a comedy kind of sketch about her jumping up at an open mic night and playing flute to her own song, Juice. She is a completely trained next level jazz flautist in real life um I just really like the word flautist this video is hilarious uh we'll talk a little bit more about lizzo in our fall preview um should we dive into it yes but i always think about flout when somebody says flautists i always think of somebody playing a flauta and it makes i mean, <laughs> I mean make... it is a flauta just a, a fluta i don't know i guess because it's shaped like a flute but that's always what i see is somebody and the the, the sour cream and the avocado guacamole's flying everywhere and hey, cheese hey listeners if you know if flautas and flutes are related let us know yes please do if we if they're wrong tell us we're idiots um, all right, let's jump into our fall preview. We are talking about things through the end of November because that is the season of fall. Um, we're going to talk about chapter <laughs> Thank you. It, chapter two next week. Um, if we can make sure we go see it, which we're going to try to do. Uh, just a reminder: all release dates we mentioned here, which Fanny made us input, are fluid. Oh. So uh, just if if you know you look in the calendar two weeks from now and something's changed, don't get mad at us. Or like if it has Isabel Hubert in it, it may be that that the, the address the release date is limited, exactly. <laughs> and so don't expect it to find it near you. Yes. All right. You want to take it off with movies? Sure. Um, okay. I've done these in order of, I think we're doing all of them in order of release date, not in order of excitement. So basically take our lists for as they come, not as this is the most, you know, the best. Unless it has Goggins in it, and then it's the best, even if it's going to suck. That comes later. Um, so on September 13th, uh, Manos, which is set in Latin America, it seems to be a 
about child soldiers, but more not so much like in the real world almost. It feels like it's going to be more almost science fiction-y from the feel of the trailer, which was very interesting to me. And there's some, you know, like shadowy government that's that's feeding them drugs and guns. And they appear to be keeping Julianne Nicholson hostage, I think, um, is what it looks like. And um, I really liked uh, Julianne Nicholson. I feel like this trailer really held a lot of interesting intrigue without answering very many questions, which I really thought was great. Uh, I am excited about this one. Which so. uh, Julian Nicholson from? Okay, Julian Nicholson was in The Red Road on Sundance. She was in Fosse Verdon. She was in I, Tanya. She played uh, her coach. Oh, okay. She was on Criminal Intent. She's one of those women that's, she's in a whole bunch of stuff. She has a lot of freckles. I really like her. She's, I think she's a really good actor that people are starting to notice and put in things. I think she's had a very interesting career and I think this looks very interesting. We'll see what happens. Uh, what did that? I know it's one that you've kind of got on your list too. Anyway, uh, we're going to go straight to documentary on September 20th. Where's my rope? Roy Cone. Why is that so hard for me to say? Because it's like saying the devil's name. Yeah, that's true. It gets caught in your mouth. (laughs) The most recent thing I saw about about Roy Cone uh, (laughs) was um, on the good fight. And they when they broke in with their um, like schoolhouse rocky interludes they had one on him because the michael sheen with the bad wig and the fentanyl lollipops was supposed to have been friends with him and i think that this documentary is going to be way better than that schoolhouse rock and i kind of think it's important that we continue to expose all of the horrible things that are going on in politics right now so i will go see this movie on 927, Stephen Sondheim, who promised that he was going to retire about three movies ago, is not retiring, and he is releasing The Laundromat with Meryl Streep. This appears to be a small movie that turns into a big conspiracy movie. It has a great cast, and I am excited about it, even though Sondheim promised me that he is... Soderbergh. Gone. Soderbergh, sorry. Why do I always call him Sondheim? <laughs> always. Every single time without fail. One really retired, and yeah. we would like to have one more thing from, and one yeah. should actually just probably retire. Literally without fail, every single time I talk about Steven Soderbergh, I call him Sondheim. <laughs> Every time. So I apologize. I'm not even going to edit it out because I'm a moron or ask to have it edited out because I'm a moron. Although I would love to see the Sondheim movie musical The Laundromat. Yeah, I would too. (laughs) Anyway, Soderbergh should probably stop. But if he's going to get Meryl Streep to do stuff, I'll go see it. 10 October 4th, Noah Hawley's movie is coming out. It is called Lucy in the Sky. This looks weird and Noah Hawley-ish, and for some reason I can't remember any of the cast right now. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. John Hamm and... and, I'm sorry? Portman. Yes, and Natalie Portman, and I can't remember who plays the the boyfriend. It is the fictionalized story of the astronaut who wore adult diapers while stalking uh, her husband who was cheating on her. That's all I remember about that story is the adult diapers. I'm sorry. Don't think I knew that's what it was about, and now I'm more excited. I bet Noah Hawley's going to talk about the adult diapers, too. I just bet. Anyway, I think it looks good. 
October 18th brings us Zombieland Double Tap. This is, Parker has been waiting for this movie for roughly 950 years, and he is so excited. It is the sequel to Zombieland. There's really not that much else to say What's about it. Double Tap means it like a video? Like a no, like you double tap with a, you shoot them, double tap, oh, like with a, a shotgun. Thing. Yeah, okay. your shotgun is a double tap. Okay. And if you'd seen the first movie, it's a big thing that you mm. always have to double tap the zombies because ah. they're zombies. Got it. Uh, for my mom... Netflix and in the movie theaters when we can draw her out on October 25th is Western Stars, which is the Bruce Springsteen documentary. There's not a ton to say about that. That's what it is. We will watch it. On also October 25th, possibly in a limited release theater near you, <laughs> is a movie called Frankie. It is Isabel Hubert and Brendan Gleeson. It so, appears to be a love story and also a death story, so I'm like going to cry. Right? Yeah, so I'm going to cry and I'm going to sit and cry and laugh and cry and laugh. And I love Brendan Gleeson and I really like Isabel Hubert. And maybe it'll be more fun to not watch her want to kill people although still really loved Greta Greta is definitely <laughs> stuck in my craw as like the guilty pleasure movie yep. of the last That's year it's really fun November 27th Ryan Johnson is releasing the completely star-studded utterly wackadoo uh one room Agatha Christie-esque knives out and I am here for it <laughs> it looks really fun the trailer I looks really good if you haven't seen it go watch it cannot wait um, eleven twenty-seven, same day. So I'll be seeing this one after I see *Knives Out*. Is what is being billed as the black Bonnie and Clyde. It's called Queen and Slim. I really like Daniel Kalula. I always pronounce his name wrong, That's but I right. think I did okay. I think he's great. This also has some pose actors in it. So isn't this Lena Waithe involved? Too? Yes, Lena Waithe is involved in this, and I think it the trailer was cut very slickly i think it looks very good and i'm excited about it nice those are my movies i am excited about in no particular only chronological order your turn justin uh on the same chronological tip uh i will pick it up with hustlers uh opens in september well we're resetting the clock here i should say (laughs) september 13th hustlers is an ensemble film about uh a bunch of strippers who kind of get their hustle on um it stars a crazy good cast of people like jennifer lopez and lizzo and a bunch of other people constance constance Wu. like it's a big this could either be a train wreck or it could be Super fun. I'm rooting for it. The preview I saw the other day I thought looked really fun. I thought Jennifer Lopez looked like she was acting her butt off for the first time in a long time. Um, Lizzo is, again, go watch that uh, flute video and just get ready for some Lizzo. Cardi B is in this movie. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about Cardi I don't know. It's, I, I, you know, I don't know. It could be terrible, but it looks fun. It just, something about it grabbed me in the preview. Should I remind you that you were excited about Ocean's 8? Yeah, and I didn't hate that. Um, Motherless Brooklyn is an adaptation of the, uh, I believe, 90s or 2000s Jonathan Lethem novel, which is a essentially a sort of crime drama set in Cobble Hill in the 60s, I believe, in Brooklyn, which is the neighborhood I used to live in. I love Jonathan Lethem. He's one of my favorite, favorite writers. I don't know why people haven't made more uh, adaptations of his books. They're very cinematic. I imagine they're tough. <laughs> I think he's picky about who he options to. Yeah. And this was the late 90s because it's it's been exactly 20 years in yep. the okay. option to screen. 
and Ed Norton is directing and starring. Um, it's also got people like Bruce Willis, so that makes me nervous. And also Norton can be a little hit or miss for me. So I'm cautiously optimistic about this one. Um, Freaks comes out September 13th. Uh, I don't know. I miss Motherless Brooklyn. I'll get back to that and tweet everybody later because I missed that date. Um, Freaks is of low-key um, indie uh, horror superhero film. It's getting a lot of buzz. It's sort of like this crazy, um, you know, one setting sort of story about a, a, a young girl who's in a house with her father who sort of tells her that there's an apocalypse outside. It somehow ends up being about also superheroes and sort of how the world is treating them. People are talking about it as like a real version of sort of the X-Men and how that would play out, but it's getting great reviews. I am really curious about it. Ad Astra uh, is coming out September 20th. This is um, Brad Pitt uh, in a movie directed by, I'm forgetting his name, James Somebody, who directed um, the movie about uh, the explorer in the Amazon that I found super boring. Lost City of Z with Brad Pitt. This one's actually with Brad Pitt. Actually with Brad Pitt. That is hilarious (laughs) because I I confused uh, Hunnaman with Pitt in that movie. Um, Is that Hunnaman in that movie? It's Hunnam, yes. Hunnam. Yes, uh, Ad Astra looks to me kind of crazy. It's gotten really divisive, but pretty buzzy advanced reviews. Brad Pitt battles a baboon in space at one point. Um, it's supposed to be very metaphysical. It's also got um, Tom Lee Jones, who's supposed to be great in it. I'm curious about this movie. It looks dark and weird and taking the sort of space opera thing seriously. I'm ready for that. It's been a while since we had a good one of those. Uh, Judy coming out September 27th is the Judy Garland story. I expect this to not be great, but I have to go because I am gay. And that is the one time I just will cash in my, like, hand in my gay card and go see Renee Zellweger hopefully embarrass herself. (laughs) Because that, frankly, sounds more fun than her doing a great job. Is that mean? I don't know. No, it's really, I mean, maybe it is, but it's the mean I'm here for. So... (laughs) I've seen the previews for this. I I do think Renee Zellweger's had a little bit of a, you know, tough tough road in Hollywood. I think there's been. I also don't think she's that good. Um, so I'm very curious to see if anybody can pull this off. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 cautiously. Well, I'm interested. I'm not cautiously anything. Bring on the crazy. What? <laughs> like, um, Pain and Glory coming out October fourth is the latest uh, Pedro Almodovar movie. Um, if you don't know who he is, just go Google him. He's amazing. Go see All About My Mother and a billion other movies. Uh, this one stars Antonio Banderas looking very aged in a way that I never expected to see him that old. But he still looks good. He looks great. And this one is actually getting a lot of uh, advanced buzzes being sort of returned to form. Almodovar is always interesting. It's hard to even sort of say that he's ever bad. Um the Parasite is a movie, or maybe it's called Parasite, Korean film by Bong Joon-ho, who did um, The Host and um, several other things. Um, it comes out October 11th. It is a crazy story about a family that sort of mutates into some other thing that everyone's being really tight-lipped about, which I don't know exactly what that is, but I'm expected to be... Uh, grossed you know, out? Surprised and maybe grossed out. I don't think it's like a full-on horror movie well, from what I can tell. Parasite, though, that doesn't I sound... I think it is. I don't know. We'll I see. Not. I just... Um, feels well, like something that could gross you out. Shout out to uh, Sebastian Jonku, who was on the podcast probably a year ago, and uh, he's already seen this movie because it already came out in Paris, and 
has been uh, regularly chatting me to check if it's come out yet because he loved it so much. So we will certainly talk about that. Um, the Lighthouse, Robert Eggers, who directed one of my favorite horror movies in recent years, The Witch, uh, which if you haven't seen, check it out immediately. It stars Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson, October 18th. It is supposedly kind of a comedy, but I think there's some fantastic or at least thrillery thrillery elements it's black and white it looks very stylish as you'd expect don't know much more about it but i'm curious the lodge is a movie that's been sort of making a lot of circuit buzz it's a horror movie directed by the goodnight mommy directors which is a movie that i walked out of because it upset me too much um so and no, now I still have a morbid curiosity. I've never been morbidly enough to watch it, but I still... you should try it. I'm curious okay. what you think. All right, um, that's the first time you've told me to do that. Usually, you're like, "No, don't do it, Fanny." I so. mean, it's it's beautifully made, right. and the fact that it upset me so much made, means it's probably pretty effective in its own weird way. All right, um, that comes out November first. It is uh, about a woman who is taking care of two stepkids, or basically the kids of somebody else that she's dating. And they get trapped in a snowy lodge and things get really crazy from there. Um, Harriet is a movie about Harriet Tubman. This is a very wait and see kind of one to put on the list. Cynthia Erivo, who we loved so, so much in um, Bad Times at the Bad El Times Royale. At the Royale, which is a movie that we both enjoyed. And she was a standout in it. She was also good in Widows, even though we didn't like Widows yep. much. Harriet Tubman obviously deserves her story to be told. This preview looks a little... Uh, um, it just looks a little dull and TV movie-ish. Yeah. I'm hoping that it ends up being something more interesting. Comes out November 1st. Um, all right, let's move on to TV. What's coming our way? Returning shows. Let's start there. Hey, did you know that Madam Secretary is still on? It is. There are two NCIS still on the air and one Law & Order franchise. That about covers returning TV for me. Anything that you're excited about returning? No. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> On Netflix on September 13th is Unbelievable. The cast here is Caitlin Deaver, Tony Collette, and Merritt Weaver. Weaver, Deaver, Weaver, Deaver. Sorry, had to do it. Um, this is, that's the only lighthearted thing I have to say about Unbelievable is my Uma Oprah joke there. Um, because this is basically the story of an investigation into a, it's, a real life rape case the that was reported and then recanted and then had to be proved that it was true while basically skewering the young girl who came forward and then recanted under pressure um it's supposed to be really great and also really hard to watch so I, it's hard for me to say i'm excited about this but i am looking forward to watching it uh, Showtime, not also on 913, is Murder in the Bayou, which is true crime documentary about basically a town in the Mississippi Bayou with some sort of shadowy bad crime, which looks very good. On September 26th, I will be watching the final season of The Good Place, Yay. which I will probably like. And then I'm going to watch these two CBS shows because I have hope and because I apparently like being disappointed and sad. Uh, there is a sitcom called The Unicorn. This is a show about a recently widowed man whose friends are going to help him start dating why on earth would you watch this show fanny it sounds terrible it's on cbs it's a sitcom you know who plays the unicorn walton goggins interesting 
There is a, uh, a show coming out from the, the producers and showrunners of The Good Wife and The Good Fight. It also stars Mike Coulter, who is smoking fucking hot, and it is called Evil. It appears to be a procedural, but also a genre sci-fi thingy, so I'm going to try it out, too. He's really hot, you guys. <laughs> um, so CBS, you get me for those two. I'm still not buying your all-access. On 927, uh, Ryan Murphy and Netflix ha- are getting together and they are putting out a movie called, uh, a television show called Murphy. It appears to be about a kid who decides that the best way to prepare, him- prepare himself to run for president is to run for student body president. I am hoping this is more election and less glee. It's called The Politician. The right? Politician. Sorry. Okay. I, sorry. Yes. Yep. I had Murphy first, so in my notes, that's my own thing. You got strong Murray thoughts. I am really hoping that this is more election, less glee, but we will see what happens. Living with Yourself, Netflix, October 18th, Paul Rudd. Very scant information here. It says, basically... This guy enters an experimental treatment to try and la- to make his life better, and there's a twist. It's Paul Red. It's on Netflix. It sounds kind of interesting. I will watch it. Also, sometime in fall, no release date, HBO is presenting his dark materials where they can try and fix the movie. I will leave that as the jump off for you, Justin, because I know that you are also excited about his dark materials. I'm very excited. Can I tell you a story about my husband, Dave? I was hoping Um, you were gonna. So I was, Dave suddenly was watching a trailer for his dark materials without knowing about it and said, Oh, my boyfriend's in a movie. We figured out, we think he's he's talking about James McAvoy. We have to sort of establish that. But, um, I said, oh, wait, oh. I was like, you know what that is, Dave? It's his dark materials. What's that? I don't know. I'm going to keep watching the trailer. Oh, wait, there's a monkey. Oh, (laughs) wait, there's a bear wearing armor. Oh, there's Lin-Manuel Miranda. (laughs) This true true tape there of what just happened when my husband got very excited and then very disappointed by his dark materials. It's like 30 seconds. It kills me. It kills me. I'm very excited. Uh, hopefully it will live up to Nicole Kidman slapping a monkey in the terrible movie adaptation. And hopefully um, it will actually be what the book is about. Exactly. The church is indeed evil. Um, so I'm excited about a few things. Uh, September 20th, we get the return of Disenchantment. The Matt, I can never say his name. Gronig? Gronig. Um, Simpsons Futurama follow up uh, set in a fantasy world, um, starring. Um, uh, what's Abby from uh, uh, Broad City? What's her name? I'm blanking on her name. Know. Abby You Jacobson. watch that show. Um, this show's fun. It's super underrated. I liked it. I think it's going to actually even get better. I feel like this show will get better. Yeah. Like oh, I really liked do. it. Um, the transparent finale is happening. It's the final season after the entire thing with um, Douchey McDouchebag. Um, it's, he's the main character of Transparent, so they're killing him off. It's going to be weird. Uh, but making it even weirder, it's going to be a musical movie. Um, so we'll see where that goes. But I sort of appreciate that they wanted to wrap it up but didn't want to torture us with a full season without their main character. Um, I love that I can't even remember the guy's name. Or that we had to like suddenly care mourn that character. It's a good way to just do it quickly. Yep, just move it's on. It's another one that I was right about is that guy. 
Uh, Bless the Hearts is another animated show uh, coming to Fox on September 29th. It stars Kristen Wiig, uh, Maya Rudolph doing voices. It's uh, somebody, Emily, I think her name is Spivey, who's an SNL writer. Um, I'm into it. I just like those people. I want to give it a shot. I love animated. And one more animated thing. Big Mouth. Uh, more fanny eye rolls over there. Uh, coming October 4th. I said I like Disenchanted, man. Yes. Um, oh, and two more. Sorry, I lied. Uh, some superhero-y adjacent stuff. Uh, sci-fi genre stuff. The Watchmen is Damon Lindelof's new show. Um, it is a very loose-sounding adaptation of the iconic uh, comic book, which is a little overrated, mm. but uh, I am curious what Lindelof does with all this. October 20th, um, it's apparently, uh, I've been hearing things that it's sort of like, it's about like white, I don't know, it's racially charged. It sounds very messy and like, oh God, I'm not sure I want Lindelof even talking about this stuff, considering that weren't they also considering doing like a civil war thing that was benny oh that was benny okay well lindelof's a little better than them so maybe this will be good who knows um finally the mandalorian is the disney plus is launching this is the star wars uh universe set show about bounty hunters um i'm expecting just a lot of boba fett cosplay um even if it's not actually boba fett it drops uh, i think when the service launches on november 12th it the biggest red flag, John Favreau, I think, is one of the main people behind it. He is a hack. Uh, so, uh, tell us how you really feel, Justin. I, 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 the preview looks pretty good. I, the Star Wars thing is on pretty tight rails, and I've enjoyed most of it. So, I'm curious to see how this does. All right, we should probably get through this. We are running a little long. Let's go to books. Books. Okay, I have not stopped talking about the fact that in less than seven days, I get to read the Testaments by Margaret Atwood, which is the follow-up novel takes place 15 years after the closing events of The Handmaid's Tale. I'm very, very excited. Justin's going to read The Handmaid's Tale. We will talk about the Testaments. Uh, On October 8th, Lee Bardo. Lee Bardo is awesome, you guys. She writes really great uh, YA genre, but also heisty and queer positive and diverse YA that's awesome. She writes... These are great books. Um, Anyway, she is releasing an adult novel. It is called The Ninth House. And I'm very excited. It appears to be... uh, I'm just going to read the quick little uh, synopsis instead of the long one. It says, First novel for adults sends a broke, desperate teen to Yale where she discovers that secret societies work nefarious magic, that ghosts and necromancers are spooky, but that privilege and power are the real sources of terror. Lee Bardo, I am here for it. You are going on tour. I hope I get to meet you. Any books you're excited about? Ghosty Catnip right there with Ninth House. Yep. Um, I have two music memoirs. Uh, Debbie Harry's Face It, uh, come in October first and Liz Fair horror stories coming out October eighth to Amazing Women in Music. Not much more to say about it. Other I want than Debbie I Harry to tour so I can meet wait. her too. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think she has been touring. We no, I mean, sure we well, she that. is with Elvis Costello. But yeah. at a book tour, you get to come face oh, to face and get oh yeah Let's hugs and it. pictures. So, I mean, so. we should do that. Yes, um, I got some music to wrap things up. Uh, Sturgill Simpson, the kind of outlaw uh, Kentucky singers, won a bunch of Grammys. Um, has a new project called Sound and Fury coming out September 27th. There's also, this part of my brain is breaking, a companion anime movie being released on Netflix. Yes, Outlaw Country and anime together at last. Um, so, I don't know. This guy is 
throws curveballs all the time. I don't know how familiar you are with him. Uh, I know you, the name. Yeah, I think you'd like him. I think he sings the dead. He does. He sings, he sings the dead don't yes. die uh, theme song, it's which you hear song. 750 times in that movie. It's and it's hilarious. Terrific song. Yes. Um, he's a great songwriter. I know a music thing. I love it. Um, I'm excited about this album. I think he's such a weirdo who's going to throw us some good curveballs. Uh, Brittany Howard is the uh, lead singer of the band Alabama Shakes. She is amazing. She has her first solo album coming out September 29th. The album is called Jamie. It's named after her sister who died of cancer when they were young. Uh, Things I've heard from this sound great. I'm very excited to hear her. I feel like she's a major songwriting talent who really mixes up blues and soul and kind of southern rock and a little bit of new wave she does everything so i'm really curious to see how that comes off uh let's talk about shit shows uh why do you care about the dates uh we're not gonna give them to you go look them up if you want to actually find out when these terrible movies you got the internet google it we're each gonna pick one i'm gonna start with uh gemini man the ang lee movie starring uh will smith Fresh off his surprise hit of Aladdin, which everyone Could said was terrible, but still made money. And shit show in the same I, sentence. It's so sad. And I, and I say this like Angley. I don't actually think will deliver a shit show because I think his movies, even at their It'll worst, be pretty. are like interesting on some level. But this movie looks so unbelievably bad, and we've been seeing previews for it oh. for I feel like years. <laughs> Why isn't Clive Owen a bigger star, and why does he have to be in this movie? And these CG, like, Will Smith recreations, like, it it just looks like kind of a movie from the 80s that should have been left in the 80s. It looks terrible. Every time the preview plays, I feel like the audience snickers. I think this is going to be a complete turkey. Yeah. Um, What do you got? I got Charlie's Angels. Didn't we already remake Charlie's Angels like not that terribly long ago? With a sequel? How much is there to say about Charlie's Angels? And why are we letting Elizabeth Banks do it? I love Elizabeth Banks. I think she seems like a very nice human being. But this looks terrible. And like it doesn't have anything to say. And like that it's dumb and boring. And I don't. I do not understand, and I am sorry because I love you, Jean-Luc Picard. I do. I know that's not his real name. I don't care. That's who he is to me. My mom was in love with him. I love you and your rescue dogs, and you're awesome, and you're wonderful. Why did you do this movie? Also, why isn't Bosley a woman? I hope there's a twist where, like, I think Bosley is a woman. In the movie? Elizabeth Banks is Bosley. Oh, wait. Yeah. Sorry. What about Charlie? No, I don't think Charlie's a woman. Charlie should be a woman. Yeah, Charlie should be a woman, but Bosley um, is a woman. Ugh. And bad. I just, it's the most easy jokes with the guy with the weird accent saying, oh, that blows up. Don't touch it. I don't. And then making, oh, did you make jokes about nerd jokes? I, this looks so bad and base level stupid really and does. pandering. And Kristen Stewart, you're better than this, honey. You already, you really are better than this. You've pissed us off and then made us like you. Right. So don't make so us don't do you this. Again. You are better than this. You have other movies coming out. Elizabeth Banks, I think you're better than this, too. Both of you, do something else. You other two women, I have no clue who you are. I don't know who you are, so I don't care. (laughs) So true. All right, where can they reach us to let us know what they're excited about, what they think is going to stink? 
what the release dates of these two movies that we don't give a shit about Whether are. Whether like pumpkin spice, yeah. crazy people. You can find us. Now, there's no actual pumpkin in pumpkin spice, to be <laughs> to be fair. Okay, you can find us on Facebook. Tell us if you like pumpkin spice lattes, which is fine. Like what you like. Let people love things, whatever. Uh, just search for the Dicks Podcast. Uh, email at the uh, motion to Nicks at gmail.com. On Twitter, shout at us at the Knicks Podcast. And I am at Fanny V. Darling on I'm, Twitter. I'm at Justin Hartung on Twitter. Have a good week.